Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, you are the father Recorded live. To that business, brothers and sisters, so excuse us for being late. For those who are on talkshoe.com, we want to welcome you to another welcome. edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your co host, The Messenger. And again, share this video right now. We apologize for being on late tonight, but we had a funeral service that we had to be at. Peace, Sister Key Israel. Thank you so much, sis, for always. Being there for us. Yes. (laughs) Man, so um, Satan tried everything possible to not let this uh, lesson go forth tonight, brothers and sisters. But we are here. We are ready to go. Yes. We are. Yes. Man, we are ready. We are here. got a powerful message for you tonight. Yes, 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 brothers and sisters. So definitely, man, tune in. Um, and I specifically wanted to do this lesson. Uh, the brother Messenger and I, uh, along with brother Julius, had a three-way conversation a few days ago. Yes, absolutely. And in the conversation, um, God inspired my spirit to talk about just the steps of process that we have to deal with when we're dealing with our people when it comes to learning the Word of God. I see many of my conscious of who they are, Israelite brothers and sisters, get down on people who are immature in the Word of God or suffering from lack of faith. So I want to address that this evening, brothers and sisters, because we have a job and a responsibility and a duty knowing the things that we know. Absolutely. Knowing this word and also, brothers and sisters, being mature in the Word. And got to remember, we were not always where we are today. Absolutely. We ha- we had to get here, you know, um, just like you and, I, and you had to get here. So we can't get down on our brothers and sisters who are still in the process of learning. So today's lesson is called Planting the, the Seeds of salvation. salvation. Again, Planting the Seeds of, of salvation. salvation. Just talk to them for a little bit, Messenger. Well, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, today is going to be an epic lesson. Uh, get your pens, get your pads. Again, we want to encourage you to write these scriptures down. Um, follow us, uh, here on Facebook Live and on our YouTube page. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Um, but again, bring your pen and your pad, your open mind, and, uh, your Bible, most importantly, uh, have a Bible with you that you can follow us uh, with these scriptures so that you would understand that it's not what we said, but Brother Ice is it's what, what we read. read. And our motto is, if you cannot read, read it, it, don't believe it. Then don't believe it, brothers and sisters. So as we continue to invite people, we are asking you to share this also as well for yourself. And we're going to go ahead and get into our lesson. But before we get into our lesson, Brother Messenger, you have to 
make sure that we pray over this lesson. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, my brother. Absolutely. Bow heads, humble hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, we thank you for every person that is tuned in via Facebook uh, or YouTube. Father God, we just pray, Father God, a blessing over them as we receive, as we get ready to receive your word, Father God. We just ask, Father God, that you clear our hearts, clear our minds, and let us uh, be able to receive your word, Father. In your mighty Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen with that, brothers and sisters. So we're going to go ahead and invite our YouTube listeners on uh, the show for tonight. We're going to invite our YouTube listeners on. And again, brothers and sisters, we ask that you share this video. Um, This lesson is not just going to be for those who are trying to learn the Word of God, but it's also going to be for those of us who are teaching the Word of God. And I want to specifically, I wanted to specifically make this a dual lesson. Because, again, I see a lot of brothers and sisters who know the truth begin to get on people who don't know the truth, and they've been taught the wrong way, and they have to go through that process of learning or unlearning the lies that they've been taught. And when I say the lies, I'm talking about those things that are not based in this book called the Bible, but they've been shared with people um, as if. They are things that are written in this book called the Bible. So when the messenger and I was talking, we was like, messenger, we got to take people to the scriptures that they use just as much as we take people to the scriptures that is confirming the lesson that we're teaching because they're going to say, well, I was told that the Bible says this, and I was told that the Bible says that. Well, let's go and read it, and let's see if the Bible really says what you were told that it says, brothers and sisters. So we got to spend as much time on that as we do actually teaching people the word so they can know what the book says for themselves, brothers and sisters. So we're going to go ahead and hook up our YouTube listenership, and we're going to go ahead and start our lesson, brothers and sisters. And, again, we want to thank you guys for staying with us. We know we're on a little bit late today. But let's go ahead and welcome our YouTube listeners. YouTube, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Eyes. I'm your co-host, The Message. And today we're talking about planting the seeds of salvation. Let's go ahead and get right into our lesson, brothers and sisters. Now, the seeds that I want to deal with today, brothers and sisters, is the seed of curiosity, the seed of confirmation. I want to deal with watering the seed, and then I want to deal with preparing for the harvest. Again, planting the seeds of salvation is the lesson, but these are the seeds that I would like to deal with and what happens to the seed in order to make it grow. Absolutely. So when you get knowledge, you've got to make the knowledge grow, brothers and sisters. So the seed of curiosity, the seed Seed of of confirmation, Watering the seed and preparing for the harvest. Now, we're going to start in the book of Matthew, the ninth chapter. Turn your Bible to the book of Matthew, the ninth chapter, and we're going to deal with verses 35 through 38. And and I just want to say there are so many people who need the truth of this book, brothers and sisters, who long for the truth of this book. But there is not enough of us who teach the truth 
of this book. Let's go ahead and read it, Brother Messenger, Matthew 9, 35-38. Matthew 9, 35-38. Go ahead and read. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, uh-huh. because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Mm. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. Wait a minute. There's a lot of people out here thirsting for this knowledge, brothers and sisters. The same knowledge that we're teaching here every Tuesday night. There are people that are thirsting for this knowledge. They've been told so many things, but they've never been told where to find it at in the book. They can't go and research it and find it in the book. But here on the Bible Show Truth Hour, we're not only giving you the word, we're giving you the scriptures so that you can write them down, research them for yourself, go back and listen to them after the show. But we're arming you with the word of God. He said the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. There's not enough of us out here teaching this word, brothers and sisters. But 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his heart. And that's what our prayer is, yes. brothers and sisters, that he sends more people like the messenger and I. We got people like this at the Israel of God. We got the bomb of Gilead. We got Brother Aza Fingers. We got Brother Elijah. We got so many brothers out here that are starting out to teach this word, but as many brothers that are already out here doing this thing, it's still not enough no. of us, brothers and sisters, to reach the masses of God's people, to reach the lost sheep, because they have been scattered by untruth. They have been scattered by untruth, and that's the need for us to come and to serve the Lord by teaching his word. Now, let's deal with the first seed, the seed of curiosity. Now, some people will believe what they have been told or taught without question mm-hmm. or scriptures to back it up. They don't have the scriptures to back up what they know. They just know what they've been told or taught. Now, the first place I want to visit is Hebrews, the fifth chapter. Okay. Turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, the fifth chapter, and we're going to read Three verses, 12 through 14. Hebrews, the fifth chapter, 12 through 14. Now, when someone in our family, one of our friends, associates, co-workers, now, when we are going to them, we must be careful not to give them too much information at one time, brothers and sisters. We must be careful not to tear down their spirit while we're tearing down the lies that they've been taught. Again, we got to be careful not to tear down their spirit. They have a desire to know the Word of God. But when you come and when you say, oh, you're a Sunday Christian, that might be true, brothers and sisters. But when we say that you are a Sunday Christian, We're saying it in a negative connotation. We have to be careful. That's a name, brothers and sisters, that we're giving the people 
that don't know that the Sabbath is really from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. So the first thing that you say to me in order to get me to know the truth is something that's talking about me and talking about that which I thought I know or knew to be the truth, brothers and sisters. That's not going to be the way to get me to learn this word. So we got to be careful not to give people too much at one time, nor defame them, brothers and sisters, or talk about them, those who don't know what we know. Let's go to Hebrews, the fifth chapter, verses 12 through 14. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. Go ahead. For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, uh-huh. ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle of the oracles of God. Stop right there. We're going to do a whole lesson about the oracles of God, brothers and sisters. It's coming up, so write that down. But it says that, <clears throat> um, I'm sorry, 12 says, Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, brothers and sisters. We're going to deal with that because, see, that's the oracles of God is God's word, but there's a protocol that must be shown to people that they can stand on so that when other people come and try to tell them or teach them something that doesn't line up with God's protocol, they know that it is a not, it's not a part of the oracles of God. Continue, Brother Messenger. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Uh. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their sense exercised to discern both good and evil. You're able to discern both good and evil, brothers and sisters. And how do you discern that? By knowing what God's word says, so that when you run against evil, brothers and sisters, you can say, that's not what the word says. The word don't say I can eat anything I want to eat. All I got to do is pray over it. The word don't say that uh, I'm supposed to celebrate Easter or Christmas or any of these pagan holidays. Now, you and I know that, brothers and sisters, because we at the stage where we can eat the meat. <laughs> Absolutely. But what about those who are not learned in this word, are not mature in the word, brothers and sisters? You got to feed them milk. That's why when we first start teaching people, we start teaching them the basis of things that's easy to understand. We might say, did you know that New Year's Day is not on January the 1st? Well, what you mean, Black Ice and Brother Messenger? <laughs> well, when you stop at a stop sign, it's in the shape of an octagon because it has eight sides. An octopus is called an octopus because it has eight tentacles. There's a month that's called October, and it was given the root word oct, which means eight, because it represented the eighth month of the year. Huh, I didn't think about that. Well, let's go to God's word, and let's show you in God's word that the Passover is on the 14th day of the first month at evening, according to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, verse 5. So... Type in the word Passover 2018. See what date you come up with. Oh, you come up with March the 30th. So what's 14 days before March 30th? It's March 16th. So 
God's New Year's Day is on March 16th. So if March is the first month of the year, and we proclaim that the word October represents eight, eight. let's see if it lines up. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Mm. I'm just showing you this, brothers and sisters, on how we deal with people to start to get them curious about the Word of God. Absolutely. That's why the first seed is planting the seed of curiosity. That's what we're talking about today. Now, let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, we're going to do 1 through 11. Now, everyone has a role to play. Since the key might be the person who plants the seed of curiosity. And then she say, well, sister, brother, why don't you guys tune in Tuesday and listen to the Bible show Truth Hour with Brother Ice and Brother Messenger and learn more about what I'm telling you about. Brother, Sister Key, Israel, planted the seed of curiosity, and what we did on this show is plant the seed of confirmation. And we may say, okay, cool. Well, what we want you to do Thursday night is listen to the bomb of Gilead and what Brother Julius and the other teacher may be doing on that particular show is watering the seed. Now, after he waters the seed or they water the seed, we've given confirmation. Sister Key Israel plants the seed of curiosity. We all may say, go to the Israel of God. Brother Bowie, at that point, is going to cultivate the seed even more, grow the plant, brothers and sisters, grow you in spiritual knowledge, preparing you for the gardener. (laughs) And the gardener is none other than Jesus Christ. And that's why at the end of the day and all the planting of seeds that we plant and watering of the seed, we got to prepare the people for the harvest. Brothers and sisters, everyone has a role to play, brothers and sisters. This is a job that we all got to do, and this is a, a spiritual assembly line. <laughs> yes. This is a and the fact. end of the assembly line is salvation. Now, don't try to do it all. Don't plant the seed if yes. that's your role. Yes, play your role. Whatever your role is, <laughs> that's all you can do and pass it on to the next person to play the head. Do what the Spirit yes. guides I you to do, do and let God do the rest. Right. Go ahead, Brother Messenger. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1 through 11. Let's go, my brother. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal even as unto babes in Christ. So stop right there. A lot of people, that's why I said that we first begin talking about different things with people, about the months of the year, about ox representing eight, about Passover stuff that they can go type in, about the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, because a lot of people can't understand the spiritual words of this book. So we got to start with carnal things that they can understand. We're planting the seed of curiosity. Go ahead, my brother. I have fed you with milk mm-hmm. and not with meat. Right. For where hitherto, for hitherto ye are not able to bear it. Mm-hmm. Neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. Mm-hmm. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and division, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Mm-hmm. 
For while one said, I am of Paul, uh-huh. and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Mm-hmm. Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believe, mm-hmm. even as the Lord gave to every man. Now, here we go, brothers and sisters. Somebody got a plant, and somebody got a water. First Corinthians 3 and 6. I have planted Apollo's watered, but God gave the increase. Everybody playing their role. Verse 7. So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. We're in the book of 1 Corinthians 3. Let's go to verse, nine, uh, eight. verse 8. Now, that, now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. So see, Sister Seed Israel invited the people on the show. Yes. She planted the seed. She talked to them. She said, hey, you need to come and get some of this knowledge. Let me share with you what I learned. Let me share with you. Let me read it to you, not just say it to you. We planted the seed of confirmation on this show. Somebody else watered the seed. Somebody else cultivated it and prepared all of us for the harvest, so everybody's playing their role, brothers and sisters. And it says that every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. First Corinthians 3 and 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Okay. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another build it thereon. But let every man take heed how he build it thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that that is laid, which is Christ, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the rock, brothers and sisters. A lot of people say, well, Jesus said that Paul was the rock that he was going to build his church on. No, brothers and sisters. I'm sorry, Peter. No, brothers and sisters, Peter was not the rock that Jesus was going to build him, uh, build a church on. Jesus was going to build the church on the foundation that he laid on himself. Upon this rock, this rock, this, I shall build my church. And then Paul comes back in his writings and say it was that rock that followed them, <laughs> yes. which was Jesus. So... They may not know this, but when you can go and show them in the book, and it's confirmed by what's written in the book, and it's written in the book in multiple places, and it's not based on what somebody told them, brothers and sisters, you're not going to be able to get all. And you're not going to be able to get as many as you can get the time that you reach for them, brothers and sisters. you got to trust God. Trust God to know that you got backup out there somewhere in the world. You got a planter who's going to plant the seed of curiosity. You got a planter that's going to plant the seed of confirmation. Then you got somebody that's going to water the seed, brothers and sisters. Then you got somebody that's going to prepare the people for the coming of Christ, um, for the harvest, brothers and sisters. Now, we want to um, go to the book of Ephesians. This is the last place that we're going to go on planting the seed of curiosity. Then we're going to go to the seed of confirmation. Let's go to the book of Ephesians 1 through 12. The book of <clears throat> Ephesians 1 through 12. Now, when you encounter those who have never heard 
some of the things written in this book. Israelites, so-called African-Americans, but those who know the truth of this word, I'm talking specifically to you. You got to be patient with our people, brothers and sisters. You got to be patient. The Lord has everyone on a different assignment, and everyone learns in God's appointed time for them to learn, brothers and sisters. Some of you are teachers. Some of you are evangelists. Back in the day, he even made some apostles and prophets. But be wise, brothers and sisters, Mm. that we don't crush anyone with the weight of this word. Bring them up a little bit at a time. Ephesians 4, 1 through 12. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Okay. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit. Okay. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord. One Lord. One faith. One faith. One baptism. One baptism. One God. And Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Wow. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Christ has given us all different gifts, brothers and sisters. The grace comes with the gift. Go ahead. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Mm Mm-hmm. Now that he now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? Let's do it. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, and that he might feel all things. Uh-huh. And he gave some apostles. See? He had apostles, brothers and sisters. He gave them some. And what else did he give some? And some prophets. Last week we showed you that, yeah, Jesus was the God of the Old Testament. He had prophets come up to the world up until the time of John the Baptist. But he did. He gave some prophets. Go ahead. And some evangelists. Uh Uh-huh. And some pastors and teachers. Okay. For For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, brothers and sisters, if what you're teaching is not edifying the brothers and sisters whom God is sending you before, then maybe God ain't the one sending you, brothers and sisters. Maybe you've removed God and you are starting to edify yourself, brothers and sisters, in place of the people. We have to be very careful with the responsibility that God has given us by allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth and understanding, brothers and sisters. We got to be careful, and I got to be hard on Israel, brothers and sisters, because we know this world. So when I see on social media some of our Israelite brothers and sisters getting down on our quote-unquote Sunday Christian-going brothers and sisters, 
and not being patient with them and not being brothers and sisters uh, feeding, trying to feed them milk and bring them up and reasoning together with the word of God, brothers and sisters, it began to be unfruitful, not just for you and not just for that person, but for everybody else that's watching that thread. They're seeing how you are dealing with the other person. So if they were even interested in learning what you have to say, you just turned them off because of the way that you dealt with the person that they're looking at while you're going back and forth on a thread. Absolutely. If you saw the thread for last week's Truth Hour, brothers and sisters, about female pastors, you saw two brothers going back and forth, and they were, in essence, saying the same thing. And I have to get on a thread and say, gentlemen, 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 let's not call each other's names. They got to the point where they said, well, you got a lying tongue. Brother, we can't speak to our brothers and sisters like that, brothers and sisters. We got to be patient with them. Let's reason with them. And if they refuse to hear the truth, brothers and sisters, then it may not be time for them at that particular time. You may have just planted the seed. Somebody else going to come behind you and do what we're about to talk about right now, which is planting the seed of confirmation. Now, receiving confirmation is the beginning stages of being pregnant with the truth. Again, receiving confirmation is the beginning stages of being pregnant with the truth. See, that little seed that they call a sperm cell that swims and eventually touches the egg and enters into the egg, brothers and sisters, begin to give life and generate life inside of the woman's womb, brothers and sisters. Truth does the same thing for us. It starts to generate life inside of us. And why do I say it? generates life inside of us because every time you watch this show and we teach this word, you become inspired. Inspiration is life. I work at Cook County Hospital. When somebody dies, the doctor looks at his or her watch or the clock on the wall and they say, well, the patient expired at such and such time. Well, if expiration is death, then inspiration is life. Let's go to the book of Mark, the 16th chapter, verses 14 through 20. Mark, Mark, the 16th chapter, verses 14 through 20. Now, sometimes we get discouraged, brothers and sisters. We don't know what to believe. We've been taught the wrong thing for so long that when God sends someone to bring you the truth, it shakes you. Yes. It causes you to put your guards up. Why? Because this is what mama told you. This is what grandmama told you. This is what your pastor has been telling you. So when you start to attack the lie, brothers, not the person, but attack the lie, brothers and sisters, it's just like you are attacking their mother. Absolutely. It's just like you are attacking their grandmother or their pastor. Yeah. So that's why they take it so personal because they're thinking my grandmother would never lie to me. My pastor and my mother would never lie to me, brothers and sisters. However, maybe by the second time you hear the truth, your guards come down, and this is when the seed of confirmation 
is planted. Mark 16, verses 14 through 20. Go ahead, my brother. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat. He, meaning Jesus. Go ahead. And upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Uh-huh. Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Fifteen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Stop right there. Some of our Israelite brothers and sisters don't want to teach the Gentiles. They say this ain't for the Gentiles, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time. Verse 15. And he said, Go ye into all the world. All the world? And preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature, brothers and sisters. That includes the Gentiles. They need salvation as well, brothers and sisters. So as much as we want to get our own people, the mm. true Israelites of this book called the Bible, on track, we got to get every nation that came from Adam back on track as well. Absolutely. Verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Uh-huh. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Hold on. So when they're baptizing, when they say I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, are they using the name Jesus? Absolutely not. Now, go back to the, where they say his name again. And these signs, or he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Uh-huh. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. Got to use the name Jesus. Go ahead. Shall they cast out devils. Uh-huh. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Wow. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Mm. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. Wow. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. We're talking about planting Amen. the seeds of confirmation, Amen. brothers and sisters. Wow. I mean, right now, I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, I've been out all day since 645 this morning, and there hasn't been a time during this day that I wasn't somewhere doing something. We'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of the show. But I'm telling you right now, I'm on 10 right now, brothers and sisters. <laughs> I'm on charge right now, yes. brothers and sisters, because <laughs> I am filled with the inspiration of the Word of God, brothers and sisters. Turn your Bibles to the book of Romans, yes. the 10th chapter, verses 11 through 17. Romans, the 10th chapter, verses 11 through 17, 17. brothers and sisters. The 10th chapter, verses 11 through 17. Now, when you hear the truth, and this is those persons that may not have heard it like we're teaching it out of this book, something happens to the Spirit. It touches you in a way that begins to trouble your spirit because now you're in a war between truth and falsehood. Yes. One day, truth and a lie went swimming together, brothers and sisters. And when lie saw truth in the water naked, 
lie with and put on truth's clothing. Now, what we have today is a naked truth trying to catch up with the well-dressed lie. But on the Truth Hour Bible Show on Tuesday nights, brothers and sisters, we uncover the well-dressed lie with the naked truth, brothers and sisters. We got them tonight. Now, God sends someone to bring you the truth. It shakes you. You put up your guards. We've already dealt with that. But now, sometimes it shakes the very foundation of your faith. But if your faith is not based on solid ground, you're going to know it. Because you're not going to be able to defend those things that you believe to be the truth, brothers and sisters. Now, how does faith come, brother messenger? Let's read Romans 10, 11 through 17. How does faith come? Go ahead. For the scripture said, whosoever believing on him shall not be ashamed. Okay. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Okay. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Wow. And how shall they preach except they be sent? So, brothers and sisters, we got a lot of people preaching, brothers and sisters, but all of them ain't sent by God. How do you know if a preacher is sent by God, brothers and sisters? He will he will line up with what's written in this book. That's it. That's all. He may speak well. He may look nice. You may be knowing him. He may be uh, a, a long-time family friend, brothers and sisters. But if he's bearing that cross on that church, the cross is a symbol or a emblem or or what uh, or or um. An image. <laughs> it's an image. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> and God said, make no grave an image in anything in heaven, on earth, or, or under the earth, earth, brothers and or sisters. Or in the water. Or in the water. So there are certain key things that we know that once we touch on, that if the preacher is standing by or preaching, no matter how much knowledge. We saw a couple of preachers on YouTube that had a lot of knowledge. But there were certain things that let us know that they still needed correcting as far as what's written in this book called the Bible. Yes. Go ahead, my brother. And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, Mm. and hearing by the word of God. So brothers and sisters, anybody could preach to you. Anybody could call themselves teaching you, brothers and sisters. But it has to be the word of God. And what better way to teach, brothers and sisters, than to open up this book and allow those brothers and sisters to read with you. Take them to the scripture. I think sometimes some of these brothers, 
just want the power of knowing this thing for themselves and keeping you in darkness. So I don't mind when I'm done preparing the lesson, emailing this brother all the scriptures in the whole lesson. And I do the same thing with Sister Key Israel. They get a copy of the whole lesson once I research it, all scripture and everything. And then what we do in turn on Tuesday night, we give it to you in a video form where you can go back, write these things down in real time or in replay <laughs> yes. so that you can have all these things for yourself. Where are we at, Brother Messner? We're, at, uh, we're going to Second uh, Corinthians 5, 1 through 7. So we're done with Romans. We go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 through 7. Now, the goal is to save yourself. Mm. While saving yourself, the goal is to save others during that process. But for what reason, brothers and sisters? To gain everlasting life and eternity in God's kingdom. So not only do we have to have faith, but we got to walk in it, brothers and sisters. Second Corinthians 5, 1 through 7. Go ahead, my brother. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Okay. For in this we groan, earnestly deserving to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Mm. For we that are in, the, in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon the mortality might be swallowed up of life. Mm. Now he that hath wrought us for the self-same thing is God, who also hath given us, Unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Wow. So, brothers and sisters, I want to stop there. So, as long as we're in this flesh and blood body, brothers and sisters, we're going to have pains. We're going to groan, brothers and sisters. We're going to have illnesses. We're going to have problems. We're going to have all kind of things, brothers and sisters, that we're going to deal with in our lives. But, again, the goal is to gain everlasting life. How can you live forever in a body that's going to decay, that's going to eventually return back to the place where it came from. Your home going is being put back in the ground because that's your home. That's where you came from, brothers and sisters. But the kingdom of God is our goal to where we plan to go. And where is the kingdom of God? Right now it's in heaven. But where would the kingdom of God be? Well, what did Jesus say in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. So the kingdom is coming down from heaven to be established here on this earth, brothers and sisters. And we who are alive in Christ will be instantly changed. And those who have already died, brothers and sisters, will be resurrected spirit beings because spirit can't die. And flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, brothers and sisters, now, when you receive and accept confirmation, before you can even water the seed of truth, which is our next place, mm. but we're talking about Sister Key Israel planted the seed. 
She invited me to watch the Bible show Truth Out. Brother Black Ice and Brother Messenger confirmed some of the things that Key Israel spoke to me as she planted the seed, and they confirmed some of the things that I have heard before. Now what's going to happen, brothers and sisters? Before you even get to the point where somebody waters the seed, the sister Key Israel planted, and we confirm, watch out. Hmm. Satan going to come right in, and he's going to try to distract you, brothers and sisters. Absolutely. They're going to say, don't listen to them, brother. No. What, what school of theology did they go to? Hmm. What cemetery school, I mean seminary school, <laughs> did they go to? They're going to start trying to throw you off the point. Let's go to 1 John 2. 1 John 2, verses 15 through 16. Know that when you start planting the seed of confirmation, brothers and sisters, is when someone, the devil, gets real busy. In their ear. Some of your closest people, your friends, your family members, they're going to come at you. Absolutely. Let's read about it. First John, um, what is it? Uh, We're going to go uh, 2, 15 through 17. First John 2, 2? Yeah, 2. 15 through 17. Let's go, my brother. Love not the world, uh-huh. neither the things that are in the world. Well, wait a minute. John three sixteen said, for God so loved the world. So how does the Bible say this in 1 John and that in John 3.16? Well, understand that God never loved this world, brothers and sisters. That's why, I said, that's why I didn't say, for God so loved this world. It said, for God so loved the world. What is the world? It's the kingdom of God that Jesus talked about in the prayer that was coming down. So read it again. Love not the world. Don't love Satan's world. That's the world we live in. Neither the things that are in the world. Uh huh. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, okay, and the lust of the eye, okay, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but but is of the world. So, brothers and sisters, that's how Satan gonna come at you. As soon as you start learning this word, it's been planted, it's been confirmed, it's about to be watered, somebody comes in. Oh, man, come on, kick it with us. Come on, do this, and come on, do that, and opportunity starts coming in, or that person starts coming in that you know that you shouldn't be associating yourself with, brothers and sisters, or somebody cuts you off in traffic, and you start cursing them out. So be careful. Go ahead, continue. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Wow. So, brothers and sisters, we can only live in this flesh and blood body for so long. But after this life, brothers and sisters, there is a life that you got to walk through a judgment stage if you're not lucky enough to be in the first resurrection. Did you know that there were two resurrections? Have you learned that in your church, that there were two resurrections? The first resurrection, and then the second resurrection is the, is the great white throne judgment. Read that in Revelation, the 20th chapter, on your own time, but that's something that you call learning something on the way to learning something. Now, brothers and sisters, we're going to now go to 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, verse 6 to 8. 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, verses 6 to 8. Now, the devil works on those who are headed towards the truth. Hmm. 
Say it again. The devil works to those who are headed towards the truth the most. Now, once you start accepting this thing, you will lose some of your closest friends. And probably some relatives as well. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> I don't hang out on Friday nights no more. I get off work on Friday. I try to do what I need to do before 6 o'clock, brothers and sisters, and then I come home. I've, I've, I've changed my life. I've done some things differently, which means that I can't hang out as much as I used to hang out or hang out with certain people that I used to hang out with, which was their time to hang out. So, again, you're going to lose some friends over this truth. First Peter 5, 6-8. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Uh-huh. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober. Be vigilant, Because your adversary, the devil, okay. as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is looking for you, brothers and sisters. Searching. He's searching for you. He's looking for you. He's waiting for the opportunity for you to be sad. Then he hits you with the spirit of depression. He's waiting for you to get angry, then he hits you with the spirit of revenge. Brothers and sisters, the devil is going to come through you through your emotion. You can't even get too happy. Because a lot of times when we get too happy, brothers and sisters, we get too prideful. When things are going so good in your life, you start walking around with a swagger, with your chest sticking out. Oh, man, man, I I got it going on. Let me pop my collar for you. Everything I touch turning to gold. I got it going on. (laughs) Don't you know, brothers and sisters, you better prepare for a rainy day? Don't you know that Noah built an ark preparing for a rainy rainy day, day, brothers and sisters? It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of... When it's going going to happen, happen. brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of John, the 10th chapter, verses 7 through 8. Now, be mindful of the spirit of those that try to discourage you from falling in line with the words of this book. There's going to be some people that say, oh, we don't do that no more. We in grace. We're not under the law no more. There was a preacher that they shared on Facebook that says Satan wants you to follow the law. Brothers and sisters. In other words, he was saying that we're no longer dealing with the law. We're under grace, which, brothers and sisters, grace was here when Adam and Eve sinned and God didn't kill them. He gave them a grace period of time to get themselves together. And how can you say that there's no more law when sin is still in existence? The definition of sin is the transgression of the law, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of John, the 10th chapter, verses 7 through 10. Read it, my brother. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Uh All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So everybody who came before Jesus, who claimed to be Jesus, brothers and sisters, was thieves and robbers. And everybody today that have come after Jesus and claimed to be Jesus, brothers and sisters, or to be of Jesus and not teaching people the word of this book, they are also thieves and robbers, brothers and sisters. Go ahead, continue. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, 
and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The devil is the biggest thief, brothers and sisters. He tries to steal your joy, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time. The thief talking about Satan. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Uh huh. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, having life more abundantly don't mean riches, brothers and sisters. It don't mean the finer things in life concerning this world. What's more abundant, brothers and sisters, than everlasting life? Jesus came not so that you could be rich, not so that you can preach a prosperity teaching, brothers and sisters. Jesus came because he knew that at the end of the day, this flesh and blood body was going to be returned to the earth, and any wealth that you accumulated while you were alive cannot be taken with you, brothers and sisters. Mm. So the best thing that I can give you is eternal life in my Father's kingdom. Life more abundantly. Life more abundantly. Let's go ahead to the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 3 through 5. Now, he said that, I cut, that, that all, came, all that came before him, um, he also mentioned those who were coming after him, brothers and sisters. Matthew 24, 3 through 5. Matthew 24, 3 through 5. What about the people who was coming after him, Brother mm-hmm. Messenger? Go ahead. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? Okay. And what shall be in the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Wow. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Be careful. Here we go. Let me, let me, let me make sure I, I, I say Get this it correctly. right, my brother. Get it right. And Jesus answered and said unto them, What did he say? Take heed. That no man deceive you. Mm-hmm. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. The first thing that people say that makes you put your guard down, God bless you. Jesus loves you. Jesus this and Jesus that. They got the name right, brothers and sisters. But just because they have the name right don't mean that they have the doctrine right, brothers and sisters. How do you test their doctrine? By lining it up with this book, brothers and sisters. God has a Sabbath day. It's on Saturday. Saturday starts Friday when the sun goes down. The Satan has a Sabbath day, brothers and sisters. It is the first day of the week. That day is called Sunday. Satan used the Roman emperor Constantine to change the Sabbath day from Saturday to Sunday, brothers and sisters. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm just trying to speak the truth, things that you can go and research for yourself. The Lord said, don't make any images. Satan said, I'm going to give you a cross. I'm going to give you a dove. I'm going to give you praying hands. I'm going to give you things that you need because your faith is not strong enough to believe in something that you cannot see. Although you see the evidence of its existence 
all around you. Continue, my brother. Do we end the five? Yes, we end. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I want to show you all something real quick. We still on how the devil distracts you. Now, we're about to get to watering the seed, but before we get to watering the seed, we got to show you how the devil distracts you. Now, some people are going to say, well, you can eat anything you want to eat. Although the Lord has a dietary law in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, they're going to tell you, oh, we ain't in the Old Testament no more. It has changed. And then they'll take you to the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, and they'll show you how Peter had a vision of clean and unclean things. And the Lord said, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything common or unclean. And the Lord said, don't call that unclean, which I have made clean. And that's where they stop at. And they tell people God changed it at that point. But if you go a couple of more verses down in Acts the 10th chapter, it talks about how the Gentile was being accepted into the body of Christ. And how Peter told the Gentiles it is an unlawful thing for the one that is a Jew to keep company or come into another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean, but they don't read all the way down, brothers and sisters. That's why on this show, we read the book. Let's see some other examples of what some people say, brothers and sisters, that try to distract you from learning this thing. Let's go. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times shall some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of death. Let's stop right there. We always teach on the truth hour. Know what the subject matter is of every chapter. Yes. So the subject matter of this particular chapter in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, is giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Let's read what some of these seducing spirits is and doctrine of a devil is. Verse 3. Go ahead. Verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And what do they say? Forbidding to marry. Let's stop right there. There is a church, brothers and sisters, that tell their priests that they cannot marry. But God performed the first marriage in the garden with Adam and Eve. But then you come back behind God and say, well, you, you're a priest, you can't marry. Hmm. Forbidding to marry, what else? And commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to receive with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So you can't be a vegetarian and tell people, well, don't eat no beef, don't eat no turkey, don't eat no chicken. Brothers and sisters, you can suggest to them that that might not be as healthy to them as a plant-based diet. But you can't make that a doctrine of God, brothers and sisters. Once you begin to make that a doctrine of God, then you have sin. What else do they say, um, Brother Messenger? For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. You can eat that pork if you want to do. All you got to do is pray over it. That's what they say. Oh, that ain't going to hurt you. All you got to do is pray over it. That makes it clean, brothers and sisters. Whatever God said was unclean, there's nothing that you can do to make it clean. That goes for the pork. That goes for the catfish. That goes for the duck. 
any other thing in the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter, that he laid out or listed in his dietary law that was unclean. There's no praying over it, brothers and sisters, that can make it clean. Continue at verse 5. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. You can't sanctify these unclean meats with the word of prayer. Continue. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. So we got to teach you these things, brothers and sisters, because we're dealing with it every day in our families. But we're trying to put these things to your remembrance so that you can be a good minister, a good teacher of Jesus Christ. Continue. Nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Excuse me. But refuse profane and old wise fables, and exercise thyself rather than unto godliness. So, brothers and sisters, Satan will come and try to throw you off your square because Sister Key Israel planted the seed. Mm-hmm. Brother Messenger and I confirmed the seed. The bomb of Gilead, Brother Aza, and all of them watered the seed. And then we encouraged you to go and have a communion on the Sabbath day at the Israel of God, and Brother Bowie watered the seed. And all of these things were done to prepare you for the gardener who was going to come and pluck from the harvest, brothers and sisters. And that is none other than Jesus Christ. We got three more places to go before we close, and then we'll be taking your phone calls briefly. Let's go to Luke 8. Verses 4 through 17, Luke 8, verses 4 through 17. Now, be careful of where you plant your seed, Mm. those who are teachers. Where you water your seed, those of us who are teaching. Where you grow the seed and the environment that you grow your seed in. Sometimes you got to pull people out of that environment and talk to them to the side. But when you're talking to them around their family, around their friends, and around their coworkers, sometimes at that moment they would discourage them from learning the truth. Let's let's read about it. Luke eight, four through seventeen. Go ahead, my brother. And with much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. What did he say? A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Okay. And it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Okay. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground. And sprang up and bear fruit and hundredfold. So let's stop right there. So the the seeds that fell on good ground, brothers and sisters, it started to reproduce itself. When you teach people who are open to be taught, they share the word and they share the message with other people, brothers and sisters. You start to increase. Yeah. But when you plant the seed on ground that's not good ground, brothers and sisters, it becomes unfruitful. You can't waste your time with some people who are not ready to receive this yet. Go ahead, Brother Messenger. And he said, 
He said these things he cried that have he that has an ear let him hear. Okay. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? Okay, now Jesus, explain to me what you mean by planting the seed on this and planting the seed on that and falling by the wayside and all that. Explain to me what you mean, Jesus. Watch Jesus break this down so beautifully. And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And that's what we're sharing with you. All the seeds that we're giving you is no more than the word of God. And the word of God makes you curious. Yes. It confirms what you've already been wondering in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And we have to water it so it can continue to grow so that you can know more and become empowered with the word of God. Okay, the seed is the word of God, verse 12. Those by the wayside are that are they that hear, then cometh the devil. Whoa, didn't we talk about that? We said that Sister Key Israel going to plant it, we going to confirm it, other people going to water it. And then before it comes, here come the devil trying to take it. Here come the devil trying to take it before it's even watered. Go ahead. Then come up the devil. And taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. He don't want you to believe and be saved. Verse 13. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have not no root, for which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. So again, we talked about that. Some of y'all going to get in this thing and then... Satan is going to come, and he's going to tempt you with life, with the wants of the flesh, and then you're going to walk away from it. That's why you got to keep getting it. you got to stay in it. you got to make sure that it's being watered. Verse 14. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, mm. and bring no fruit to perfection. But that... On the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Mm. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, cover it with a vessel or put it under a bed, but set it on a candlestick that they which enter in may see the light. And that's what we're trying to get you to do. See the light. Verse 17. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. So Sister Lakeisha asks, well, how are we able to understand this? How are we able to break this thing down? Because there are no secrets in this book. Um, Sister Lakeisha, there's nothing hid. All you got to do is take the time, research these things, but have a good teacher. Have a good guide. Have somebody who's going to share these scriptures with you, take you to the places where you can find them for yourself, and then once you understand the oracles of God or the protocol of God, you'll start seeing these things. Brother Messenger, tell them how it started connecting to you. This brother had read these scriptures 
for his whole life. Absolutely. And it wasn't until he started being on this show that it started connecting the dots for him. I've read most of these scriptures, but again, I've read them. But the understanding and how to connect them uh, with other scriptures to make it all make sense in the correct context, I didn't get it. Uh, But as Brother Ice and Brother Julius began to speak and to connect the dots for me, it all started to make sense. And the Holy Spirit was bringing back to my remembrance that which I was already taught. So I already knew it. I already read it for myself, but I just didn't have the full understanding of it. But now, being a part of this show, I am required to go to these scriptures and search the scriptures, which is what the Word tells us to do, search the scriptures. And since I've been searching the scriptures, I'm telling you, the truth is on the Truth Bible Bible show. Absolutely. And it has unlocked him where he understands that things are only going to be one way. And God has a formula and a format that he has laid down before us, and he does not change. So when we hear things that don't line up with this book, instantly our spirit (laughs) makes us challenge it. Well, let me go and read what you were talking about. Take us to the scripture. We go to the beginning of the scripture, read down to it, and see if it says what the person thinks that it says. And then if it doesn't, then we go and show him other scriptures or her other scriptures, which lines up with the protocol of God. So God has a protocol. So now let's go to Jeremiah. We've got two, two more places to go. Uh, this is one, Jeremiah 23, 1 through 4. Now, once the harvest is ready, the gardener will come to gather the harvest, brothers and sisters. This is what we're waiting on. A lot of people say, well, it's time for us to go back to Israel. It's time for us to go back to the Holy Land. Brothers and sisters, no, brothers and sisters. We didn't get over here by ourselves. Jesus put us in the condition that we're in. Because, well, actually, we put ourselves in the condition that we're in because of our disobedience. This is our punishment. That's why he said in Deuteronomy 28, no man shall come and buy you. No man. No man shall come and buy you because no man sold you. <laughs> This was our punishment, brothers and sisters, but if we get ourselves together and prepare ourselves for the harvest, Jesus is going to come and gather us back. Isn't that what a gardener do? He goes into the garden and he gathers the crop of the field. Well, we are the crop of the field. We are the cream of the crop, brothers and sisters, and he's going to gather Israel. Let's read it. Jeremiah 23, verses 1 through 4. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, said the Lord. Mm. Therefore, thus said the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. How did they do that, brothers and sisters? By teaching falsehood in the church. By preaching Christmas, by preaching Good Friday and, and, and Resurrection Sunday, by preaching um, um, all of these pagan rituals and things that is found in the church. They've scattered their mind and their hearts everywhere that we got to work double time to get them back online with what's written in this book called the Bible. Continue, my brothers. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, said the Lord. 
and I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whether I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, said the Lord. So you're not going to be lacking, brothers and sisters, when God sends his teachers to you. And how do you know his teachers? They're going to be reading out of this book. (laughs) Absolutely. They're not just going to say, well, the book. We're going to come out of the book of this and that. They're going to read two scriptures and close the book up. And then they're going to give you a life sermon, brothers and sisters, a life lesson. No, brothers and sisters, no. God's people are going to come and do exactly what Jesus did. He went to the Sabbath, uh, went to the temple every Sabbath and opened up the book to read. On this show, we open up the book to read. Let's close this thing out. This is the last place. I know we've been on late tonight, kind of late. Thank you for being with with us. But this is the last place we're going to go. John 15, it's a little bit lengthy, 1 through 27. We're going to try to get through it real quick. But let's get ready and prepared for the coming of the great gardener, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. 1 through 27, John 15, 1 through 27. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Uh-huh. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. So if you try to do this thing outside of Jesus, brothers and sisters, it's not going to work. And it is the word, brothers and sisters, that makes you clean. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches, that ye abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. Mm. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. So in other words, brothers and sisters, if we don't abide in Jesus, we become useless, brothers and sisters. Useless. And what do you think? do with things that are useless? You throw them away. Verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Verse 12. This is my commandment. That ye love one another as I have loved you. No, you are Sunday Christian. No, you are this and you are that. Brothers and sisters, let's refrain from using these terms when it's referring to our people who nine times out of ten don't know any better, brothers and sisters. Let's be patient with them and have the love of them that Jesus had for us. Verse 13. Greater love have no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friend. Uh-huh. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Let's go down to verse 20. Remember the word that I said unto you, 
the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So, brothers and sisters, those of you who are having a hard time on your job with your coworkers, having a hard time with your family, having a hard time with your friends because you are starting to get into this word and share this word, they persecuted Jesus. They're going to persecute you also, brothers and sisters. Let's go down to verse 24, my brother. If I had not done among them the works which none of other men did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. Why is that? But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. There is no reason to hate a man who heals the sick, make the blind see, make the deaf hear, make the lame walk. They hated him without a cause because he brought an idea, brothers and sisters, an idea, and that was the idea of the Lord. Any man that comes with an idea, brothers and sisters, see, it is the thought that changes things. Jesus didn't come with no swords. He didn't come with no army. He didn't come with those things, not during that time because he came as a sin offering, but what he came with was an idea, brothers and sisters, and a word. That's it. (laughs) An idea and a word. And all those men have passed away. But the idea and the word is still here, brothers and sisters. Let me say say this. If you are somebody that's out there, and you know that you have been good, you have been helpful, you have been doing a lot of things for other people, and for some reason those people that you have helped, that you have done nothing but good for, and they end up hating you without a cause because you love them with the love of God, you've done things for them when you didn't have to. Mm. This is why, because you are doing what Jesus did. Which was God's work. Which was God's work. And therefore, you're being hated without a cause because they don't understand who you are and, and whose you are. Verse 27, let's close this thing out. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Brothers and sisters, we thank you for listening to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. Radio. I'm your host, Black Eyes. I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And, uh, man, this has been a powerful day. It's been a powerful lesson. Uh, Let me just share this with you before we close out in prayer. Um, I got some good news earlier today. Um, I was nominated for a Chicago Music Award. And it was a blessing because I work hard in trying to change my city, Chicago, and actually the world through spoken word poetry. Spoken word poetry is only the foundation that I'm using to bring people to God, to bring people to this word. This brother is a poet, a spoken word artist. I was able to bring him to this because of our connection in the poetry poetry game. (laughs) So I was nominated for a spoken word award. Y'all can go and vote. We're going to put that in there, too. I appreciate that. But it was crazy because... The day was just a long day. Um, Out of everything that was done during the course of the day, one of the members of the poet organization, Father, passed away. This brother and I are just leaving the memorial service for our sister, 
our sister's father. When we got there, <laughs> what did they do to me, Brother Messenger? They put them on the spot. They pulled me to the side and said, hey, could you um, um, basically facilitate facilitate the services? And, again, I didn't go there for that. I wasn't prepared. Well, I'm not going to say I wasn't prepared to do that. um, Rule number five. Rule number five, always be prepared. Um, I was prepared upon call to do it. But I wasn't expecting to do it, brothers and sisters. And as a result of doing that, there was a sister who pulled me to the side before we left. We had to leave a little bit earlier to rush and drive 40 minutes to come to do this show for you guys. What did the sister say to me in the hallway, Brother Mr. Man, the sister was just so overwhelmed that uh, he took up the the, the call to – come and give his time and also to um, just be there for the family and to minister the, uh, word. Minister the word of God. And, and she was just so moved uh, that she wanted to bless him and everything that he's doing and everything that, uh, that, that God is doing for him. And she was so touched and moved by just him being able to step up in their time of need um, and not uh, require anything but just being humble enough to say absolutely I would be honored to facilitate and to lead the family in this memorial service um, for our sister uh, on behalf of her father. And she said I've been watching you for a long time. I had no idea. You have no idea who's, who's watching, watching you brothers and sisters. That's why you have to carry yourself as much as possible in an upright manner, brothers and sisters. She said, I've been watching you for a long time. I've seen what you have been able to do for people's careers, uniting people, taking them in a positive direction. But tonight was the first time I saw you in the light that I saw tonight. Absolutely. So I give praise. To God, all praise is due to God, brothers and sisters. Absolutely. All praise is due to his mighty son, Jesus, because in his name, we are empowered, brothers and sisters, with this word. We were able to give comfort to the family today, brothers and sisters, so much comfort that many of them at some points began to laugh because of how good God is, brothers and sisters. So I just had to share that with you. We'll go to the phone line, see if anybody's on the phone line. But go ahead and close us out with prayer. And we're going to say good night to our YouTube listeners. Uh, Continue to share this lesson. Good night, YouTube. Good night, YouTube. The seed. um, uh, What's the lesson? What's the title of the lesson? Uh, Planting the Seeds of Salvation. Good night, YouTube. Okay, go ahead, my brother. Bow heads, humble hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just want to say thank you yet again, Father God. We thank you for tonight's lesson, Father God, and we hope, Father God, that the seeds of salvation were planted, Father God, and that the people that heard it, Father God, have a clear understanding, Father God, that as the seed is planted, as it is confirmed, as it is watered, Father God, as it is the stage of preparation, Father God, that the devil is on the horizon to it, Father God. So we pray, Father God, that you will protect them from it, Father God. Protect them from the devil and, and his enemies, Father, and, and his demons, Father God. We just pray, Father God, that 
every ear that has, every person that has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say through your word, the book called the Bible. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. amen. Let's see if we have um, some callers on the call line, and let's see. And we thank you again, brothers and sisters, for hanging in there with us um, so late tonight. Um, we we really about like 30 minutes over because we normally go for um, to about 9.30. But let's see um, if we have any callers. If not, that's cool, too. Uh, we appreciate all of your comments in the uh, comment section. Uh, yes. Let's see. I, I I can see my wife saying good night. She must be tired, but, but I'll be home in a minute. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.